What up, world? What up, world? What up, what up, what up? Welcome to another session of Untherapy. Got the beautiful Untherapist with us, Lady J. How you feeling? Hey, Untherapy Bays. I am feeling amazing. I feel like it's that time of the year where the year just like flies by. Like, welcome to spooky season. You, you want it to fly by because you don't want us to celebrate Sweetest Day. You're not slick. I understand what's happening. <laughs> listen, listen, I got Sweetest Day on my calendar this year, but okay. unfortunately, I don't have a Sweetest to celebrate with. So I guess eh, we'll nix it till next. See what happens. That's the invitation. Now, fellas, y'all listen to the previous sessions that we've had because she's only accepting a certain type. We'll get into that another time. Jelly Jones. No, no, no. Let them know. Uh, no, no, no. 20K in a savings account or higher. Wait, hold on. Don't you said DM me if you have a oh, What happened? Inflation. What happened? Inflation. Like, bruh, you worse than gas prices in Cali. Seriously. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna work that out for you. Jelly Jazz, how you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good, but I don't know, coach. Um my significant other's birthday is like three days away from Sweetest Day. So I do I have to get two gifts. Yes. Oh Lord. Okay. God is good. Yes. God well, Lady good. J, can you can you help me with one since you don't have one? I mean, times is hard. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like I feel like that's a low blow. Like, <laughs> hey, I'm like, all right. So me, Deja, right, and Shay, like, we gonna go in. So hard, right? <laughs> me, Deja, and Shay gonna split the cost. That's thirty three point three percent each. Yes, um, y'all can all chip in. Let me let me save it for my support future, black love, you know, sweetie. No, 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 no. I'm gonna support, support my love. saving for my. Yeah, future. let me let me see wrap yeah. up. Oh, this is ghetto. I'm supporting you from afar. Do we really need a for the love of one therapy? Because this is ghetto. <laughs> yeah, let me let me ask you, but who which gift are they getting? Are they getting the sweetest day gift or are they getting the birthday gift? Oh, the sweetest day one, because I already got the birthday gift. I feel like birthdays are really big for me personally. Like this is a celebration that you're still here and you're still here for a reason. So we need to celebrate that. But sweetness, I feel like it's more like gimmicky, so. Is that like, considered? You know, is that considered like cheating then? If someone yeah, gets I was about to say, your spouse the sweetest day gift. You got four because girls getting gifts. I'm kind of. He don't know what's from them. Oh, we not oh, getting oh, no. Oh, no, hold on. Oh, they, Who, oh, I thought our name was gonna be on the from. Wait a oh, second. From Untherapy Podcast. It no, don't no, need no, to say Lady J, Deja, and Shay. It ain't from me. Take my name. I'm contributing. It sure does. Yeah, just like you contribute to the podcast, you contribute to the gifts. So from Untherapy Podcast. Oh. No, no. See, see everybody All right. Cool. So I'm gonna need um, I'm gonna need Bay to go ahead and get me that Navy Federal account then. Because <laughs> <laughs> and I also need that loan for the house. I need the deep discounts. Uh-uh, because your sweetest is already gonna have at least 20k in a bank account. So you ain't even gonna need that. That ain't a thing in South Florida. That's all I want. <laughs> Feel like I feel like how y'all feeling took a turn for the, for the worst just now. My bad, my bad. I just wanted some uh, advice, coach, but I, I apologize. We'll, I, we'll talk offline. I think I think you need a private session. Right now. Oh yeah, offline. yeah, yeah. I got coach you. value. I need a session. Thank yeah, you. I got you. I got you. You're gonna save your money too. Um, Thank you, Chef Shay. How you feeling? I'm <laughs> I'm feeling great after the, the start of this conversation. Okay, I can't right? wait to get into the rest. Uh, yeah, I'm just blessed to be with y'all. <laughs> I, hey, listen, whatever happens, happens. Uh, Deja Dej, how you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. How about you, firm? Hey, I'm in the building, man. One, one day above ground is a good day to me. Exactly. You know? 
So, so, so first off, I don't normally do this, man, but um, I want to shout out Pinky Cole for opening up Slutty Vegan at NYC. You know what I mean? Shouts out to another black business. She's about to crush it down there. I went to the opening last month, but I did not get anything because that line wrapped around the corner about eight times. They had to block the streets off like it was pandemonium. So I haven't gotten my burger yet, but um, just to see the expansion, seven restaurants in about three years, that's fire. How you feel about that, Lady J? Talk to me. No, that's dope. I've always actually wanted to try Slutty Vegan. Every time I'm in Atlanta, I can't lie, the line is wrapped around the door. So I've never gotten to try it. But I think that's amazing. And, you know, Pinky Cole, she's real dope because I heard what she did for those Clark Atlanta students. I want to say at graduation, spring 2022 graduation, she everyone left with like an LLC or something in place for them to go and create their LLC. It was already paid for. So I think she's definitely one of those people that's really giving back. Honestly, I thought a slutty vegan would have opened up in South Florida by now, but you know, I'm waiting on it. Listen, she, 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 she's, she's on, she's about her business, man. I've had one conversation with her and, and that was probably a while ago. Um, but when you hear the, the passion behind the vision that she has, it's crazy. So nah, just watching, just watching her grow from a distance. Um, not that I could walk up to her now, but like, yo, Pinky was good. And she gonna point at me and smile. Like it ain't the type of party, but you know what I mean? Well, um, you know what? Yeah, you know why else Pinky is my like girl goals? Because okay. she married, she she has two kids now, but you know who she dates? Someone that's equally yoked with her. She dates that guy that mm-hmm. the CEO of um Dave's Cheesesteaks from Atlanta. Yeah, She's married. That's her fiance. That's her fiance. Yes. I didn't know they were engaged. Okay. Her, I know vegan? she has is he vegan though? Nah, he owns Dave's cheesesteaks. Yeah, but you said like, equally yoked, like, dog. Like they are, you know. You don't eat meat. Okay, but you know what she means. <laughs> listen, I, I don't eat meat either, but that doesn't mean that my spouse doesn't have to eat meat. I'm not gonna tell him to put down the chicken wing just because I don't. I'll even cook it for him. If that's I the case, it. I'm not allergic. I just don't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think that's like a, a whole power couple because they're both young, black. Um, I remember I saw pictures of her at Essence. And she was like super pregnant. And then she went into labor like two days after <laughs> she left that. Mm-hmm. That's when she got engaged. He proposed that essence. That's oh, man. Dope. That's dope. Yeah. But Smart. I definitely agree. Just to piggyback off of that, like, I'm like, she's really like a role model for me and like who I'm trying to like follow in the footsteps of because she's really paving the way and creating a whole different scene in the food industry. Um, she's partnering with like Steve Madden, the lip bar, like she's like expanding her brand outside of food, but still staying true to who she is and, you know, bringing awareness to her brand and uh, who she is as a person and her family. And she's just amazing. And I can't wait to go try Slutty Vegan as well. Um, and like, she's just dope all, all around. Just dope. Yeah. You, you're going to have to wait to try because that line is crazy. So I know, just- I know. <laughs> and I'm, I'm happy for her. Like <laughs> that's the goal. You always want to have a business and have that type of, you know, following that wherever you build it, they, they will come. Let me tell you, let me tell you how ill she is, right? Because she is where is a place called Habana Outpost in New York City, right? She is where their to-go spot used to be. Now she took over what used to be a legendary um 
New York pizza restaurant. They moved about two doors down. And every business that's been there after that kind of, um, I'm not going to say failed, but it didn't succeed, right? I guarantee you she can do a million dollars in a day where she is. She's downtown Brooklyn. She's in one of the illest, most rapid growing locations there is downtown Brooklyn. I mean, just to see that they're there, just to see the energy of people. I think it was the biggest grand opening they've had to date, they said. Like, it was just so fire to see that many people wrapped around. And they wasn't even wrapped around the corner. They had to close the street and wrap around the street because it was that many people out there that was waiting on a vegan burger. And the fact that she said that 95% of her customers are meat eaters is an amazing feat in itself, man. So Mm -hmm. shout out to Pinky Cole, man, and everything she's doing. Like, I really just... I pay attention to a lot of her lives and, you know, she's always open to answer questions and she's really doing things that, I mean, even the merger with Shake Shack that she did to do the pop-up shop, mm-hmm. her burgers through Shake Shack, bruh, she's not spending no money on, on, you know, on a building and people coming to buy your burgers through, I mean, that's just ill, um, you know, so shout out to her. She, I think her company's valued at like a hundred million or something like that. Um, also shout out to the Black Bread Company. Hire me, Pinky. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the black bread company man they started in 2020 i want to say mm-hmm. they well, I heard about they're them. The pandemic they're awesome yep yep yep, yep. i've heard I've about them i've never heard of them where are they located oh uh, they're just a bread company i think you can buy it online for now yeah um, but they're going to be in target soon mm-hmm. oh, okay. i saw them on um ig they like popped up in one of the sponsored ads i was like this is dope there's like a lot of black undercover companies people don't know about like did y'all know soldier boy sells laundry detergent okay at this point let's um (laughs) (laughs) let's, um, it took a little turn right it's a black owned business (laughs) yes yes it is um yes it is there's different levels of black owned businesses though yeah oh um, lord Listen, we appreciate what Soldier Boy is doing. Um, uh, let's stick to Pinky and the Black Bear Company. Uh, just, just, uh, just in case, you know. <laughs> we, we know their business for sure is going gonna, is gonna to succeed. Um, no, no. He's no... Okay. In all seriousness, he's had it for a very long time. Because even, like, y'all know Master PV selling grits? Like, oh, come that, on. Here we, here we go. Uh, go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm telling y'all, Master P got his own line of grits and okay. gumbo and ramen. Yes, yes, he does. He also got the the Mon Yeti sneakers too. Did you buy those? The who? Exactly. See what I'm saying? (laughs) Point proven. (laughs) Did you you see? I got the hookup too. I don't. um, See, I'm going with Now, listen. Shout out to. Here's the thing. Shout out to Master P because one thing about Master P, he's big on product placement and he's big on independence. I love Master P growing up, him watching Dane, watching Jay, you know, watching Diddy. A lot of these guys, they, FUBU, like there's a lot of people that we, we were able to look at and they were able to take a lot of the lumps for us. So so shout out to them um, for sure. And I'm sure we, we probably should do a separate session on just um what we've learned from um independent black business owners coming up. I think that'd be a dope session one time. I'm with you. I agree. That would be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but Lady J, you, you told me that you um you seen something on Instagram that piqued your interest. Now I got I got some thoughts for it, but I just want you to share with the people um what you seen and then we can have a little conversation about it so I can get some stuff off my chest real quick. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I was scrolling through the timeline and I saw this trend that looks like to be picking up. It's kind of like, dare my future self. And, you know, usually when people type stuff like that, it's like lessons from their childhood, like things you wish you would have known. But there's this one guy I follow. He's an attorney down here in Miami. And he has this whole series on IG called Dare My Future Wife. So it'll be like, dare my future wife. I'm cooking dinner today and I can't wait for the days when we cook together in our kitchen. And then it really got me to to thinking, coach. I'm like, wow, that's like next level manifestation, no? It's one thing just talking about it, but you're really speaking it into existence. And I'm like, I feel like that's something that we all should be doing. That's something I do, actually. That's that's crazy that you brought that up, though. That's something I do, not to that extent, but like sometimes I'll write in my notes, like if something happens or whatever the case is, I'll be like, oh, I wish I could have sh- shared this with you. Like, I'm like so excited for the day that we get to meet, et cetera. Like, I'll do stuff like that. So that's really cool that that's like being posted online. Mm-hmm. What point? At what point is it nuts? So, and at what point is it manifestation? <laughs> what? Uh, well, all right. So, like, 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 what point is it faith? And what point is it? I lying? think that's a legitimate question because yeah, like you some, can, some, some you can be, be out here you know, speaking stuff into existence that's never going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Like, what point is it a lie? And what point is it manifestation? But break it down okay. for me. Baby. Help me. I'll put it like this. I feel like anything could be, can become manifestation. True story. When I was pregnant with my daughter, I looked at my doctor and I said, I want to have my baby on this exact date because based on the charts, this is the perfect date for her to be born. I told my doctor this when I was like, what, 23 weeks pregnant. She looked at me and she was like, you can't schedule when a baby's going to be born. A, B, C, D. I said, no, I'm manifesting this exact date. Right. Next thing you know, my baby was born on that exact date. So even when I said it, my doctor was like, you're cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Like she was like, yeah, <laughs> you're a little yeah. off kilter. My mom was like, yeah, girl. Then when the date actually came and I promise you it, this actually happened. And she was born on the date that I manifested. And everyone said, yeah, that's not going to happen. And it actually did. So I don't think, I, I don't think there's, I think the line is very thin in between what's too crazy and what you can actually manifest. I mean, if you're somebody that's sitting at home, not working, trying to manifest, I'm going to be a millionaire tomorrow. The money's just going to drop in my lap. Like it's all about the Benjamins. You're a little crazy. But like if, if you're on a date and you ask a man, what's his, what, how much money does he make uh, for the year? Right. And he says 10 million <laughs> is, and, and he doesn't, is that man, can he, can he completely say to you, Hey, I'm manifesting it or I'm prophesying it. Or well, first of you all, you're a liar, sir. Money? No, okay. that's a lie. That's what I'm saying. Here, here's okay, okay, but here's the thing. Okay. You asked him, you're saying if someone is on a date and they ask someone how much money they make for the year, and he says 10 milli, and I'm like, I look at him and repeat it, and he's like, but I'm manifesting that. I really just asked you a realistic question. You just lied. I don't think that's manifestation. See, that, and that that's why I'm saying the line is so small. There's your days. I need you to jump in. I need, I need to know your thoughts on this. All right. So. I feel like if X the like I feel like there's ways that you can note that that's a manifestation. So if I ask you how much do you make per se, and you say I make ten million, then that's a lie. If you don't, if you say 
I'm manifesting 10 million this year. I want to make, I I'm trying to like those keywords, let me know that it's not 10 million, but that's what you want it to be. But to say, I make dot, dot, dot in conversation, not in your journal before you lay your head at night, but in conversation to someone, when they're asking you a question, then yeah, that's, that's, that's a little insane. So I think that crosses the boundary of lie and manifesting. So I might have to agree with Jahan on that one. So you're saying you can, you can have a conversation with your, with your future husband that doesn't exist right now. And you can pray for them and you can say all these things to them and you can say, good morning, future husband, all this other stuff. That's okay. But the $10 million is a problem. Good morning is not being asked a question of how much do you make and the response being a number that you don't. So I don't know how to compare like, that's just weird. Like, that's a blatant lie. Like, if I ask you, Coach, if I ask you, is that your apartment over there? Or is that your townhouse over there? Is that your brownstone over there? Right? And you're like, yeah, it's mine. And then I pull up. It's like an episode of Married at First Sight, <laughs> New Orleans. And I pull up. I'm trying to figure, I'm trying to go to your house. And you're like, all oh, my stuff in the car. I'm like, so that wasn't your house? You're manifesting that, that's it? That's all part of manifestation. You, no, you're it's saying lying. something that... No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Hold on. The whole point of faith sometimes is yeah. saying something that may or may not exist, but you want it to exist. The part of manifestation is you speak it and then it comes to existence. So how is it that on one side of the spectrum, you can say, hey, this is my, is that your house? Yes, it is. Right. That's but what you. if that ain't that's your house? <laughs> that's the, so that's the whole point, though. That's okay. the whole point of the so- conversation that we have Okay, here's the thing. You can't so. manifest the house that's like you can't tell that's someone true. that's my house and there's that's, people living in it that's at the not moment. True. That's when not true. Someone, Look at Drake. When someone Look at Drake. asks you where do you live and oh. you say this house. Look at Drake. Drake, the house that Drake has was occupied by somebody else. He drove around that house. He said, This is my house, right? Some people, this is my house, right? He drove around uh that house for years, he said. Until one day he was able to buy it. It doesn't mean that he, that this is the question once again, is it nuts for him to say that's my house? Because that's part of claiming it. Either I want it to be my house or it, it I think it's going to be my, that's not really the part of faith that gets things to manifest. You start speaking things. Lady J just said that <laughs> this is my, this is my due date. Or this is the date my baby's going to be born. Right. And it was only not insanity when it actually happened. But had that baby not been born on that day, they would have called to crazy. So, okay. So I think like my missing signal here is kind of the same thing Deja said. It's fine to say, I'm going to be great. I'm going to be grand manifesting. I'm going to be a millionaire saying all that out loud and manifesting it is fine. But if we're having a real life conversation in real time, you know, face to face. And I ask you a question like, Oh, what's your income? And you're like 10 million. Like, do you not realize that's a lie? Like, And that's the question. The question is now, what's the line? How do we draw the line? Is it it the person? All you all that the proper answer to that, that would suit me better if it was, you know, me in the scenario is if you say, I don't make quite what I want to make, but I'm manifesting a $10 million a year lifestyle for me. That's it. Let me understand. Say it one more time. If I say. This is your question. How much do you make per year? And you want to, I guess, say your manifestation number. I think 
the good response for me, if somebody was to give me a response would be, I'm not where, where I want to be at right now. They don't have to say the number, but I'm manifesting a $10 million a year lifestyle. But is that part of manifesting? Saying I am manifesting is not necessarily the formula. I'm not saying it's the bad formula, but I'm just saying that's not necessarily the formula. When you get up and you say, I am this, I am that. And you're not those things yet, but you will become that. And that's Okay, so I have a conversation with someone, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, are you single? If I reply back, I have a man. That's my, that's the question I'm asking. There are no, but that, who, you see how that doesn't make sense in the conversation. Like I can wild. tell my friends and family, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have me a man this year. Da, 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 da. But in a conversation, if someone asks me if I am single, I have to give them the actual response. Now mm-hmm. I can say, I'm going to have me a man this year. Just watch. You're like, that's, you know what? Man. There's no, we're going to fix this right now. Yeah, Jelly not the only person coach listen to Jelly chime in because he he be telling me and Deja like we crazy. Tell him no, Jelly. You're not, you're not Tell crazy. Tell him we right. But, but, I, I, but I watch I watch is... Mary Jane and stuff like that, right? And everything is I am and whatever follows the I am is what you seek to manifest. So what I'm saying is people are saying I am. So you're saying you, you it's okay to lie to yourself but not the world. Is it a lie or is it faith? Which one is it? So please Jelly, you chime in. So just so just so I'm clear. Uh, Essentially, that is the difference. What you say to yourself versus what you say to someone else is considered faith versus a lie. And I think it's also the difference is context, right? So if I say this is my period of meditation, right, and I start praying and chanting, that's okay. But if I go out in the middle of somebody's meeting and I start praying and chanting, that's not meditation. That's a disruption. It may it may be meditation for you, but to everyone else, that's a disruption, right? So I think context is everything. If I'm saying to someone in an interview, I make $10 million. I have a husband and four kids. I have two dogs and drive a G-Wagon, and none of that is true. I could be affirming or manifesting to myself, but I'm lying to that individual. So I think it's all about context timing mm-hmm. and setting or climate because any anything can be changed in terms of who is being said to in which context is being said and kind of the atmosphere around it but if i'm if i'm going out saying things that have not happened yet i have to give that other person context that it has not happened yet i know everything that's going on with side of inside of me and that can be considered faith but because i'm not giving that person context it will be considered a lie. You're not insane. You just haven't given them context. So going back to the, the original topic with Lady J was talking about, this guy is saying it possibly to himself, but the whole world's able to hear it. So one, is he crazy for talking to a future wife that doesn't exist? Or is it okay in any way? Lady J. I'll say, you tell me, Jelly. I'm sorry, you go. I would say if he's giving the context that he's manifesting or that this is to an individual that is not there yet, then he's not crazy because he's providing context. Like he's saying, this is to my future wife, meaning I am not currently married. Uh I do not have a wife yet. This is a wife that will inevitably come because that is something that he's seeking seeking after. But for him to say, oh, this is to my wife. Like my my right now wife, and then you go on his page, and there is no right now wife. I would consider him 
consider it a form of insanity because who are you speaking to a person that does not exist right what 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 makes it more insane is it because the people don't have context of what he's talking about or is it because he's saying it reason i ask is because if whether you listen to rap music or whatever the case may be right there are forms of prophecies in there from people now it only appears crazy when it doesn't come to pass when it does come to pass it's manifestation so are do we have to wait until it actually happens to say hey this is faith or manifestation or insanity are we waiting for the result to say that or are we just going based upon what we hear at that moment well this this is me personally and you know take it or leave it but i consider it faith when there are actions being done in order to manifest that i don't know what jahan was doing with her baby date i i I don't claim to be an OBGYN, so I'm not going to touch that. But if I say I am going to make $10 million and then I sit on my behind and watch Lifetime movies all day, that is insane. Mm -hmm. But if I say I'm going to make $10 million and I go out and start an LLC or an S-Corp and I go out and, and develop a product design and I go out and seek out investors and I go out and start five different social media pages and I go out and, and secure a patent and I go out and move myself to Silicon Valley and invest all my money. I'm doing the things that could potentially land me to the $10 million. Do I have it yet? No, but I'm not crazy because I'm putting in the work to get there. Even if we go biblical, it says faith without works is dead. You can say that you have the faith, but what work are you putting in to show that? I can't consider you, quote unquote, manifesting any of these things if you're doing nothing but sitting and waiting. That would be considered insanity to me. Shay, I need need your your opinion on this because Judley gives some good points. But I do recall us having a very, very slightly, slightly heated argument about the movie Acrimony and and manifestation and all the other stuff that went with it. (laughs) Okay, before we go down that path again. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Well, <laughs> what I say is I don't think it's crazy because it's something that I do. And I've done it in different like categories. Like I'm going on retreats where you write a letter to yourself and then you like put it in an envelope and like at a later time that you decide you want to open it, you open it and kind of reflect on your thoughts you have then and kind of relate it back to where you are now. Mm-hmm. Then I've done like notes on my phone where like I said, like I'm writing, like something's happened, I'm just like kind of reflecting on like that moment and how I want to share with somebody or kind of reflecting on the things that like something might've happened. I'm reflecting on the things that I kind of want in my partner and just writing that down, just like for something to remember. And I don't think it's crazy at all to write those things or do those things. Again, it's more of like a reflective kind of like exercise. It's not something you have to like publicize like that guy did, but it's something you can just keep to yourself and kind of, you know, like you said, help you in your journey of getting to where you want to go. So like the example, like working out, like if I say, oh, I have a goal of, I want to lose 50 pounds or whatever the case is, I can write that down as my goal and like have it there um, as a way to like, kind of like keep me on track. Okay. My goal is, you know, 50 pounds. Okay. What are the things I want to do? to get that 50 pounds, you know, off. Same thing with like a vision board. Like people create vision boards and, you know, cut out different things of like, oh, I want that, you know, G-Wagon. I want to have an LLC. I want to do these things. 
and they post it up on their wall. And that's not crazy either to have a visual of things you're working towards to kind of help you motivate yourself in the long run. So I think things like that is not crazy. It can take a turn where you're, you know, if somebody asks you a regular question like we were talking about, and like they, they bring that up without context saying, oh, I'm going to make a, like a hundred grand today. Like today I'm making a hundred grand or whatever the case is. That could be a lie. But if you're explaining the context of it, it's like, you know what? My goal is to, you know, build generational wealth. And I want to, you know, acquire a job with um, an annual salary of the, the hundred grand or whatever the case is. And that's, you know, that is that can be a part of your manifestation. I don't think there's a specific formula on how you do that, but you just have to be very careful with your words and how you're, you know, depicting that idea that you have for yourself so that it's coming across as something that you, you're, you know, working towards versus something that, you know, making it seem like it's something you already have. So you just have to have balance with that. And I think there's nothing crazy about, you know, writing things down or talking to your future self or talking to, you know, a friend or somebody who passed away or anything like that. It could be very therapeutic. It could be freeing. It could be a way to help you get to your goal. Like just writing things down in itself can be helpful no matter what it is. So I don't think anybody's crazy for doing that. Well, why do you have to keep it to yourself? Now, I, I get it. You don't want to sound crazy. But does that matter when you have a goal that you want to reach? Like, do you have to keep it to yourself or are you just doing that so that people won't label you crazy? Or is it more of a not insecure thing, but is it more of a you don't want people to look at you a certain way? Or is it a fear that if it doesn't happen, hey, I didn't tell nobody, just me. So nobody would know that I failed. It's up to the person if they want to share it or not. Like I could, you know, say tell my mom or whomever, or oh, my goal is to lose 50 pounds by the end of the year, right? And they could be the, like, the gateway to holding me accountable to do that. Like, oh, I know you said X, Y, and Z. Oh, did you stay on the path of like making sure you work out three times a week, like you plan to get to that goal type of thing. Like it's, it's totally up to the person and what they're, what they're trying to do in terms of getting to that goal. If you want to keep it to yourself and kind of keep it like safe to your, you know, your heart so that nobody can like, talk down about that goal or whatever the case is or you don't feel shame about it that's one thing but if you feel free enough and are like that guy and just like showing something that he's done and felt like you know this might be something good to share with the masses so that that's a you know a tactic that they use in their own life to kind of help manifest the the future wife or husband that they want then you do that so i think it's just up to the person and what their goal is and their intention is so Deja, is it is it fear that you think that that makes people not want to share it with the world and just keep it to themselves at times? I think fear can be a factor. So yeah, to answer your question, I also feel like the unknown, you know, is just a factor because you can want a lot, you know, and well, I guess I was gonna say like the fear of failure, but yeah, that ties in the fear as well. So I'll agree. But Lady J, I, I know you. I know you have a burning passion to speak right now. I, I, I can. I can sense it. Mm. Um, what do you? <laughs> first of all, keep your own to yourself. And um, <laughs> uh, so, so I need. I need your play because I hear everything you're saying. What you and Deja say, you're not crazy. I get it. What you're saying. What I'm saying is, are we curbing how we really feel about our future self 
um, because we fear failure or we fear that it may not come to pass. And hey, I told so many people, but it didn't happen. Is that why we don't tell the world? Or we just want to give everybody context? Because truth <laughs> be told, you won't be able yeah. to give the whole world context. So is it more so, I don't want the people I told about this to look at me differently. Like I'm 60 now. I've been manifesting a husband since I was 25. <laughs> I'm to manifest him since 25. Not that I can't manifest him after 60, but right now it's not looking too good for me. You know what I'm saying? Like at, at what point, you know what I mean? Is it okay to share it with the world or is it just not okay to share it with the world because we don't want to uh, fail in front of others? So I, I think that, I think it's really just dependent on the person but, you know, let Jamaicans tell it. They'll say, don't tell nobody what your move is. Or more so, the quote is, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Right. And I know there's various quotes like that in different type of sayings. But I think some people may have a fear if they <clears throat> announce things too early, something might go wrong. Or if they fail, they rather fail in private. Or some people tell the world early and they fake it for tell the world early and act like they're already there and they fake it till they make it. <laughs> I think it really just depends on individual. I think me personally announcing things early and things like that, I don't think I do that, but I don't think it's a fear of failing. It's just, I rather not. Because I think what happens to some people when it comes to manifestations, especially if when you have these wild dreams, it depends who you surround yourself with. If you have big dreams, but you're surrounded by you know, for lack of a better phrase, small-minded people, a lot of times your your friends could crush your mic before you even get up on stage, right? <laughs> like you could tell them, I want to, I want an S Corp. I want a $2 million company. Listen, I got, I got this wine, right? I've been making wine for a year. I know it's going to take off. This is most authentic wine. Da, da, da. Then you hear things like wine, <laughs> Barefoot is $6.99 at, at Walgreens. Why are you making yeah. wine? $24 a bottle. Bel Air yeah. cheaper than that. So I, I think it's it's like you just have to be careful even when it comes to manifestation and announcing things in general. I don't think for people every I don't think for everybody it's a fear of failure. I think it it might be the fear of judgment as well. Because yeah. some people really have people that are like very much naysayers. It doesn't matter how good or exciting or how small or big the news is. They're always going to nitpick something that just doesn't align with their own reality. And a lot of people don't realize that's only someone else projecting. Right. You think this $29.99 a bottle of wine won't sell because you won't buy a $30 bottle of wine, not because yeah. it won't sell. Basically, right. you're you're not that person's target audience, and that goes for all things. So that's why your your small mind or your mind is very limited to believe in whatever this person is trying to manifest. So I mean, I think there's a very thin line, apparently. <laughs> now, we've established there's a thin line between manifestation and lying, apparently. <laughs> um, <laughs> apparently. But I mean, I just think it's it's all on um, presentation. I still believe you would be a liar if you tell me you make 10 million and I ask you how much you make. But I think it's context, too. If you say that, then you say, but that's what I'm manifesting. It's just the follow-up. I think just like Jelly said, you can't go go around and be like, I got a house and a kid and a and a um Lambo Yaris. Then I pull up, you live in a studio with a Corolla. Yeah. I'm like, you can't say you wouldn't be like, hold on now. 
where's the Lambo? And that I would call that a blatant lie rather than a manifestation. Mm. So is it so? I mean, for me, it's always been results, results sway the narrative. If I tell you that, you know what I mean? I'm I'm a, I'm a homeowner. I'm just in the third. And like, oh, he, he lying. And then a year or two later, you see me with a home. You see me with that Lambo. Whatever I say next, you might believe. Mm-hmm. If you have a track record where, you know, you're like, yo, son, I'm, I'm getting, you know, I got a wife coming. I got a child on the way next year. I'm going to have this. I'm going to have that. All the things people were doing at 27 that are now 35 and be like, yeah, this didn't quite work out how I thought it would. You know what I'm saying? So I, sometimes I think it's the the level of results that you receive that will allow people to say, now, of course, it's always up to you whether you want to determine it to be faith or just uh, blatant lying. Um, but it's the level of results sometimes that sway people to say, you know what? I know she's speaking this into existence as opposed to she lying again. You know what I'm saying? Like, now she lying again. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, she lying again. Oh, my God. God. And sometimes manifestation has everything to do with um, what you're trying to, what you're telling the universe you want um, yeah, isn't big for enough sure. for you. Listening to Pinky on, I want to say it was a cooking show, and she had a restaurant uptown in Harlem, right? She said it burned down. You know, that was her baby. Um, and what happened is, I believe she moved, and this is not a direct quote, this is, but it's direct context. Um, I believe she moved downtown. I'm not downtown, but she moved down south um some somewhat and started a food truck but slightly vegan and it became crazy you know what i mean and um it was pandemonium in a good way and um she started to see that it was um catching fire and it was something that she hadn't expected she never expected that um from what she was doing and what she said was sometimes god has to burn down your dreams because they weren't big enough for you so it also is that she has a great track record of things that she's done so when she says, I'm going to be a billionaire by a certain age, it's a lot easier to believe that she's manifesting that, um, you know what I mean? As opposed to, you know, slightly vegan, only selling, you know, five burgers a year. You see what I'm saying? So it, it, to me, it's just track record based. But Jelly, tell me, tell me how you feel. You know? Most definitely. And I think we talked about that, too, um, in a previous session where we were saying, would you take advice from someone that's never done it before? Or would you rather take advice from someone that avoided it? Um, either way, there are results with that. But someone that has no result whatsoever, like, oh, let me tell you about the time that I failed to make $10 million. Well, there's a billion ways to not make $10 million. I want to hear from the individual that made it, you know? So it's just, it's, uh, I, I think it's a fine line, but it, it definitely lends itself more credibility when someone says, oh, I manifested this and it actually happens. And we don't necessarily have to be along for the entire journey, right? Like I think B. Simone documented, you know, from the date that she said it to the time that she made her first $1 million. Yeah. But we don't, we don't have to be along for the ride. The fact that you said that you manifested it and it came to fruition is the part that I think people need to see in order to say, oh, hey, this works or hey, how can I do that? But for you to just say, oh, yeah, I'm manifesting it. And then 10 years later, 30 years later, 40 years later, we get to your funeral. Is that yeah. going to be in your obituary that you were manifesting that it happened? At that point, it's like we shouldn't even mention it because it never happened. 
yeah. Not the obituary saying that somebody was their little friend. Why do I every time somebody mentioned funeral and you do y'all remember? Um, this is like kind of off topic, but it kind of goes. Do you remember a couple years ago on social media that like these women were repping a bond is better than a title? No. You're, what? Y'all don't remember that? But it but it sounds like a, it sounds like a um a narrative that plays out a lot. Yes. So it's funny to me that Jelly said like you know you're at someone's funeral and it never happened, right? So the reason why I brought it up is like a couple years ago on Black Twitter, there was a lot of memes about people saying like they don't get want to get into relationships because a bond is better than a title. You don't need a title. I'm like, girl, wait. <laughs> Come again? So I'm just like, and those people's like, I'm just mon- I'm I'm just manifesting a really good bond with somebody. We don't need a title. And I'm just like, when do we as the people realize that I think we're using things out of context? Well, that's that the beauty of it all is there are no rules to what we're talking about. There are no rules, but make it make sense, coach. Like there's, there's, a, there's a great, there's a great number of people who actually think like that. Watch this. Nick Cannon has how many kids? By how many women? Who you want us to keep? You, you want us to keep count? Oh, uh, uh-uh. that's, that's my that's my point. My point is there are some people who <laughs> think like that. They're okay with a bond as opposed to a relationship. They're okay with living together forever without marriage. Not saying that it's wrong. That's Nick Cannon though. It's well, not no, Shane from downtown Brooklyn. It's Nick Cannon. Think about the divorce rate. Right, it's, it's yeah. super high. Super high. So, so, so marriages aren't necessarily what people thought they were. I watch friends of mine who they'll, they'll get, uh, they'll propose after like six months or something like that. And then after two years, they get in the divorce. Why? Because whatever the case was, either they weren't ready, either they weren't mature enough to, 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 to handle the marriage or whatever it is. But the whole point is people are not taking, um, vows like they used to. You know what I mean? Some people are not willing to what quote unquote suffer as well. Everybody doesn't believe in God. You know what I'm saying? So what what exactly are they going by? You know what I mean? So I, I do understand a bond being um, better than a title. Sometimes I understand what they're saying, um, and that's the way people feel. And and I don't have anything bad to say about it because there's some bonds that have lasted longer than some marriages. You know, <laughs> real interesting. Yeah, I I I, I get that. In theory, mm-hmm. um, but DMX's fiance had a bond and no legacy left to her. Surely oh. didn't. I was like, that will said that will did not go to his aka little friend. <laughs> exactly, and they were mm-hmm. they were common law husband and wife. So they were together I, long. I, exactly. So I I get a bond, but it's like if if you really want to take care of me or you feel so strongly about me and we have such a tight bond take care of me even in the afterlife make sure i'm good regardless that that's to me the 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 most important revelation of it all am i securing you even when i'm not here for parents do that for your children or even even for significant others if you if you really rock with that person if you love that person if your bond is so top notch there is literally no reason in the world why you would not have the forethought to make sure that you take care of them. Yeah, that, that, I have a problem with that, right? Because you are 100% right. But why is anybody, why is it anybody else's responsibility to take care of you, right? Now, 
I can understand the husband and wife dynamic, but him being a provider, right? And if he, and it, it's clear from the path that he's taken that it wasn't just a straight path of success, you know what I mean, on Wall Street. There was a lot of ups and downs. At what point do you secure yourself, right? At what point do you say, um, I see how this is going. Let me invest some money to the side or let me start saving this or let me invest in this type of business or let me open up a hair salon or let me open up a restaurant or let me open up something that has my legacy on it. Because if he goes <laughs> and the 20 children that he has, then what? You know what I'm saying? That, I, I don't think the the action of somebody securing you relieves you from the burden or the responsibility of securing yourself. Yes. However, if there is something for you to leave, because they, they weren't just boyfriend and girlfriend. They had a kid as well. Right. So if there there is something that you could leave on or pass down a legacy, I, I think it's irresponsible for you to have children and not secure the person that is going to take care of your child in the future. To share or got grown kids, you know, leave, leave something in a trust for the grown kids. But for the person that's going to be raising your your young child, how dare you have a bond but not have security? It's very simple. You you can tell by the path that was taken that it wasn't a straight and narrow path. You know what I mean? You can tell by the way things came together that this wasn't a structured situation. In those situations, you have to take care of yourself. Because you aren't with someone, you, and this is not just DMX, I don't know this situation, but what's perceived is that it wasn't just um, a, a normal situation. And I don't think anything, any situation with him was normal. I don't think any relationship he had was just a normal, a normal relationship. So in those situations, you have to take care of yourself because God forbid they go and people do die. What are you left with? So, I mean, yeah, I would love, you know what I mean, as a father, to be able to leave as much money as I can to my daughter and my wife. But at what point, you know what I mean? My wife has to say, um, let me take some accountability for some of the stuff that I have too. You know what I mean? She has to be able to provide. Cause if I go and my money only stretches them for the next five to six years, what happens on the seventh year? So Shay, what, how you feel about it? No, I agree with you. Um, you gotta make sure that you have enough to secure your family and yourself just in case anything happens, like you can't depend on the other person. But I also agree that it's still their responsibility. If you, you know, if you say that you care and love for this person and, you know, spent, a, you know, a decent amount of your time with this person and building a life with them, you should also make sure that they're secure if something happens to you too. So it's a two-way, you know, street, you know, it, it shouldn't just be, you know, one person's responsibility to make sure the other person is secure. Like it's a, when you're with a person, the, the point is to be a team in that. So, I, you know, I think it's a responsibility of both to be prepared for whatever happens. No, I, I can agree. Lady J, I know you have something to say. My apologies. I mean, I think if you get to the point that you've been with someone as long as DMX and his last child's mother had been together, yeah, she should be securing herself every time he break her off a little bit of money. She should definitely be putting it away, some away. I mean, I feel like that's not even just for their scenario. Any scenario, when you're clearly not the breadwinner, you should definitely be putting something away for a rainy day. But if you're also with somebody for so long, I, I would think there's a little bit of expectation there that they are, like Jelly said, willing to care for you through sickness, health, death everything 
right? It's kind of like what happens. And I think with them, the only caveat why why I will say he should have planned better is only because there is a child involved. And I mean, it's his child, right? And that child is little. So at this point, were you thinking about the child or maybe not? But I think as much as we want to say what would be the right thing to do in those scenarios and what won't be the right thing, I want to say our generation is a little bit different from even DMX's generation because he was much older than we were. And the reason why I think that's imperative to mention here is because a lot of the stuff we're talking about now, like estate planning, um, wills, uh, things like that, even when we had a discussion about prenups, postnups, things like that. And just like even the detailed things that Joey's like, yo, I sit down and I talk about all these things before we even talk about marriage to get it ironed out. I think if you take it back two decades ago, those weren't things that were being talked about. And I think if you're dating someone or you're with someone who's from that era, I could see why it doesn't come up, right? Because think about it. How much, how many people do you know in the older generation? When I say older generation, let's call it 45 and up, 45 to 65, could tell you 20, 30 years ago, they were truly thinking about what is going to happen. There are some people, but I feel like that part is missing from a lot of communities, especially ours. I feel like Black folk just started talking about wills and trust and life insurance and estate planning and mental health. So I feel like we can't really expect too many people to harp on that or be so advanced on the knowledge of, on it when it was never discussed for a lot of people in their home lives. Yeah, but we're talking about a different money bracket, right? We're talking about the we talking about people who are in the same bracket at, at one time as the Jay-Zs and the Diddies. Okay. The name That's is even worse. I know y'all seen the TLC movie. <laughs> like those those hip hop stars, those rappers, singers from back in the 90s, we all Look, look at all of them talk about how their money was managed and things like that. Think about it. From the TLCs to the um, NWA, all of them. Look at it. Who Like when, when you rewatch their documentaries and you actually hear them talk about money management, there is no will and estate planning in there. Nobody was helping them with those things. So that's why I don't feel like DMX is so far-fetched from that because he's from that era. Yeah, but when once you once you we talk about Diddy, I'm pretty sure Diddy has a good plan, right? I don't know. Oh well, well, that's Diddy. You, right, you know, saying, I know he got a good plan. But that's what I'm saying. He, if you you run Diddy, Jay Z, uh, those type of people, I'm sure the conversations happen. Now, I don't know to what extent. Of course, I can't say that these yeah. conversations do happen. But I'm For saying sure. there are enough examples of it. The Damon Johns, you know what I mean? The people, uh, the, the people from Fubu, the people from um. Whatever those, whatever other brands were back then, there are enough of them, you know what I mean, that you have access to if you wanted to do it. So it's really a personal choice at one point. And like anybody that I know that knows X, you know what I mean? Like I said, I'm not speaking on his on his situation because I don't know, but just in the scenario, um, they say he was the kindest person. He would give the shirt off his back and all that great stuff. Um, that stuff is great. But like I said, when you pass on, what do you have left for your child now? Of course, we would have loved to see someone um, be a provider even after death. But with 20 children, possibly, or up to 20 children, <laughs> uh, you see what I'm saying? Like, it, that's a wonderful statement. That's I'm a, a I'm lot. Working. That's also irresponsible. And that's, uh... This is why I said it. you have a person who didn't necessarily take the narrow and straight path. 
So you have to secure yourself at this point. We can't blame him. I mean, we can if you wanted to. And um, but at the same time, you realize the pattern that's in front of you. Even if he's become a better person, you still so, got to split that five million twenty ways. So I gotta, I gotta agree with Jelly because at some point, I think there's nothing wrong with big families. I am a fan of the Cannon Crews, the John and Kate Plus Eight, Team Rosario. I'm, 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 I'm Kiki a fan of Oh, you know Kiki, you know Kiki, Kiki, my girl. Hold on, shout out to Kiki. She just had another baby this year. You know, Kiki, okay. my spirit animal. I'm praying okay. over myself to have the womb of Kiki Wyatt. You know, you still want it? Absolutely. Okay, do your thing. But, <laughs> but I think at some point you do have to be responsible, and I think it's different. Like you could tell Kiki Wyatt takes care of her kids, like they live with Kiki. But I think in the DMX scenario, just from what we've seen on social media, so. Don't know DM, DMX fans hopping our DMs be like, no, oh, X, X was at everybody Christmas. All 20? Is he Santa Claus? He wasn't at everyone's Christmas. He like, might have been. Only Saint Nick was able to make it to that many houses on Christmas. X is a legend. You never know. <laughs> X is that guy. But I, when does it fall into the irresponsible category, though? Who, from the woman's standpoint or the man's standpoint? From the standpoint that we're talking about right now. No estate planning, no wealth planning. You know you have 10 plus kids. When does it fall into irresponsible? It, it's a social decision, really. Um, oh, we, we can assume we can assume <laughs> we can assume um Mr. Cannon's children are taken care of, uh, but we don't know, right? We can assume that X's kids were taken care of, but we don't know. Right. So we can think that hey, he has residuals from music or whatever it is possible that goes to the children, but at what point does 20 children, um, or up to 20 children, at what point does that start to thin out? So uh, Very know, quickly. I would is, hope he, he owned his own records and all that. <laughs> 20 of anything. 20 people at a birthday party. <laughs> cake, the, cake, the cake finishes very quickly. It, I, is, you know, it, it's, it's a lot that goes into it. And I don't want to harp on his situation uh, too much. But, yeah, those type of things have to be thought about. You know what I mean? But that also goes into, you know, having these conversations prior to having children with someone. You know, you've seen number 17. It's like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, where am I going to fit in? You know what I mean? Can he split himself all these different times at birthday parties? And, and that's a lot of birthday parties. Dog, and that's that, something you should you know, be thinking about year. before you manifest in 20 kids, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you don't have to manifest 20 kids. You just go out there and do what you do. <laughs> Okay. Okay. We have we we have to understand women versus man. That that's a completely different scenario because this guy, this guy, Corey Holcomb, a comedian, he said that. He's like, women, y'all have to be careful out here. He said, because guys like me, we nasty. He said, he said, you, I could give you a kid, and that's it. You know what I'm saying? You stuck for about nine months. Me, I can go pop on out the next day and I can just keep doing it all over the place. So you have to be very, very cautious and these conversations have to come up. So, you know, I know we I know we off topic of the future self stuff, but, you know, these, no, these this has to do with future self on therapy base. Hold yourself accountable and be careful. Don't end up like some of these people unless you like Nick Cannon and DM me and have Cannon bucks. <sighs> However, <laughs> All right, you keep you you keep manifesting them. You they're gonna be in your DM sooner or later. That would be so funny. 
<laughs> we'll see if the laugh is still there after a while. <laughs> oh. Lady J said heavy on the cannon books. <laughs> Very heavy. Um, asterisks, please. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, double bold times New Roman. 13 inch. <laughs> ah! I'm going to assume that that's going to get edited out. <laughs> no, <laughs> we are very serious about men with money on this podcast. Yeah, but you said something about thirteen something. Thirteen inch font, double oh, bold. Like, this, is this is a clean podcast. I'm clean like, podcast. I said, put an asterisk on the Canon books and write it in double bold Times Ooh. New Roman thirteen inch font. I didn't hear the font. I said, wait, what's happening right now? <laughs> Yo, coach, you need to clean your ears. I'm like, nah. Because I'm like, what did I nah. say wrong? She said, she said 13 inch. I said, huh? I was, I was very confused. I didn't know where he was going with this. I'm glad you put that up. I'm glad as well. Mama, so Mama right, because, Mama right, right. Right, right. The, o- the only thing we're talking about here is money, funds, dividends, pesos. Um, uh, how, however you say it in Creole, I don't know. <laughs> Benjamins. I, I, I'll shut up. Um, <laughs> Not in Creole. <laughs> okay, oh, what's, what's our last thoughts? Right. Um, <laughs> oh, we're gonna... I'm like, I'm just so done with his last statement. Like, what did you think? What, what type like, of person you think I am? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the last treacherous relationship you were in. I just don't know. You I've know never been in one. We've talked about that. I, I don't, uh, Mama Lady J. I apologize. Um, <laughs> so just call me Mary. We're going. I hear you. I hear you. Okay. Hear you. And not the one with the lamb. Wait, was that the one with the lamb? Wait, there's two mm-hmm. Marys in the Bible, right? Yes, Mary uh, and Mary, <laughs> Mary Magdalene. <laughs> one was a prostitute. So, so not her. Oh, Wait, Mary Magdalene I, was the prostitute. Okay, right. which one was the one that burnt Jesus Christ? I'm sorry. The one with the lamb. The Virgin Jesus Mary. Right. The lamb. Yep. Matter of <laughs> fact, call me Mary with the lamb. Because that's who I am. No. Anyway, close, um, close us out before this gets any crazy. Well, yeah, listen. <clears throat> so, we're going to go around the room. I want you to tell me something that you would tell your future self, even whether it's for a relationship, um, just about people, about you know, business, uh, anything. So, so Chef Shay, start us off. Hmm. Let's see. I Man- would say manifest. Go ahead and manifest. I'm gonna manifest. Okay. I'm gonna manifest that one day <laughs> I see myself as the next Pinky Cole. I manifest that. I will exceed Pinky Cole and I manifest that the dreams that I have for myself don't limit me to the blessings God have planned for me. Amen. That's, That's the real one. That's what I'm talking about. You're going to talk growing your dreads now or later? What uh, <laughs> I'm going to do the dreads. Um, in time, in due time. You know, it takes okay. some time. I can't just grow it overnight, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but the last one's for real, the, the real one, to, to you know, really just make sure that though my dreams are important to me, that I'm not holding myself back from the bigger plans that God has for me. I love it. Jelly Gels, 
what you write into your future self, what you manifest in, what you want to share with your future self, some information. Talk to me. Advice to my future self is to secure your own mask first. Your responsibility to yourself is just that, a responsibility. And I'm manifesting that I will birth future multimillionaires. And I'm claiming mm. that now. Mm. That's what I'm talking about, man. Future multimillionaires. That's what I'm talking about. Lady J, how about you? In the words of the incomparable hottie from Flavor of Love season one, Uh-oh. I'm manifesting my man, my mansion, my money. Okay. Okay. Not a particular amount. Any particular amount? Oh, okay. If we're being specific, because, you know, when you pray to God, you got to be specific <laughs> because yeah. I wasn't be prior. Dollar. Yeah. I manifest to not only become a multimillionaire, meet someone who also has multimillionaire, is a multimillionaire or has multimillionaire dreams that we could work together to become multimillionaires. I manifest that my kids are lucrative in all their endeavors and go to FAMU. (laughs) And I manifest, most importantly, health and wellness for me and my future children, family, everything. And also my mansion. Because I really want that. And that your children have good hair. Oh, really well, that's, well, I would hope they have my hair, tex- hair texture. <laughs> okay, that works too. That works too. Good Hello. hair. Oh, here we go. Uh, that wasn't um, on my list, but okay. We can add that hey, in. Hey, why curly, not? Curly hair babies. <laughs> that's it. Tell, them the kind of, tell God the kind of hair you want. Everything. That's it. Let me see. For myself, uh, advice to my future self, man. Yo, you a genius, bro. Nobody thinks like you. You are one of one in everything you do. Uh, As far as what I want to do, I'm going to have an intellectual real estate development uh, company. It's going to be providing all type of stuff like books, art, um, all type of dream fillers in there. I want to have several millions. That'll be 10 plus, all that good stuff. My children, my three children, they're going to go to any school that they want. They're going to have the opportunity to work if they want to. Um, I'll be able to invest in whatever dream they want to. And I'll be able to let my parents know if they decide to move, that they can live wherever they want if they decide to. My wife's family, everybody. So that's just me in a nutshell. But I'm sure I have some other stuff for the next coming weeks. Listen, we appreciate y'all for tuning in with us, man. Please follow us on Therapy Podcast on Instagram. Uh, We appreciate y'all for sticking with us. Really do. Um, thank y'all so much for joining in, tuning in, all the comments, all the likes, all that good stuff. Um, continue to support us, man. And we'll support you as best we can as well. Listen, we got the beautiful one therapist with us, Lady J, Jelly Jails, Chef Shea, Deja Days. It's your boy, Coach Ferns, and we out.